G'day and welcome to another episode of the Andrew Price podcast, the podcast for serious artists, where I normally either talk and answer your questions or I interview uh, an industry veteran or a very well-known household name, perhaps. Uh, Well, I mean, I've only done like three or four of them or something. Uh, Today's one is a little bit different. Okay, this person I'm interviewing is not an industry veteran. In fact, by all accounts, you could say he's a a noob, if you went by years of experience alone. This person is 15 years old (laughs) and has just two and a half years Blender experience. But the reason that I am interviewing him is that his volume of work and the progress that he's been able to achieve in this short amount of time is something that I have never seen before, to be brutally honest. Normally, you can sort of see like somebody who's been using Blender for two years is doing about this. You look in their portfolio, they got, you know, maybe one or two things. This person put out a, a video called my two year progress of learning Blender. I'll put the link in the description if you want to watch it. Um, and it the volume of work achieved was just, I mean, it was what maybe some artists would achieve maybe in six years seven years and it even included like a bit where he's like i took a break for six months (laughs) and it was like what so it's like actually 18 months worth of work um so his name is william landgren and the reason i wanted to have him on the podcast is that he fits i think the demographic that a lot of people learning 3d have today he is just trying to create good work and he's really exceeding. So I wanted to find out specifically what it is that he is doing differently that has enabled him to progress so much faster than everybody else. Um, So we talk about, you know, how long is he spending per day? How does he balance tutorials versus solo work? Uh, How does he find that inspiration spark? His advice for people when they have been burned out? Um, You know, a curriculum uh, for, for learning how he receives help, what he thinks are some of the biggest pitfalls that new artists have today. This was a really fantastic conversation. So if his name doesn't ring a bell, don't say like, ah, you know, whatever. He's, oh, he's not somebody worth listening to. This is probably one of my favorite interviews that I've done in a while, just because I know that so many people are going to get so much out of it. Um, So give it a listen. His name is William Landgren and enjoy the podcast okay so william (laughs) when did you start using blender and do you remember what was it that piqued your interest oh so i think it was like two and like almost three years ago um was when i first opened blender and i can't honestly remember exactly what it was I think it was my dad who like downloaded it for me um, with a match of actually watching one of your videos. I remember, I think it was the, um, the when you recreated your, your living room and. Uh, oh, okay. It. So sure. Yeah. So before I had been doing, I'd been doing like um, iMovie stuff and like stop motion uh, with Lego and like building my up, building my way up slowly ever since I was like eight or seven, I think. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I was like um, getting my brothers to act in my small short movies. They no were kind of crap, but I was still learning a lot uh, through that. 
That's um, so cool. But yeah, I remember seeing your video and uh, it was looking because I, I wasn't so familiar with 3D. Um, so I saw this kind of viewport mode um, and then you just went into like ray tracing and I was like, what? Like you can get <laughs> photorealistic like like that. I I didn't really understand how they did it in like movies before. So that was like a complete mind blow uh, for uh, me. So that was right. like, okay, I got to try this. Nice. Um, and, and okay, so how getting, old were you when you, you started? I think I was 12. Yeah, 12 years old. No uh, way. You were 12 when you started. Yeah. So how old are you now? I'm 15. I turned 15 uh, literally like last week. So Whoa, dude. Yeah. Good start. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, I think I started yeah. Blunder when I was 15. There you go. So you've, you've, got, a, you've got a few oh, years yeah. on me. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Wow. Okay. So, okay. So going back. So you, you, you made little like Lego stop motion things using like iMovie on yeah. the iPhone or something. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So that's crazy. I, yeah. Like these YouTube videos, um, seeing like these Lego guys fighting each other. It was so cool. I was watching <laughs> that all day and I was like, okay, I got to try this. And I knew, I kind of knew what stop motion was just a little bit. So mm -hmm. I just took a few photos of a Lego dude, like with my phone. I was like, dad, how do you, how do I eat? how did I do this? And he didn't know quite either. Um, but he, he knew about iMovie. So he was like, okay, here you got iMovie. Um, you can do something there. And um, I tried piecing it together there. And then I found this other app, which was purely stop motion. So that was kind of where I started um, mm. with stop motion. And then recording like small skits with my, with my iPhone on iMovie later. And then moving up to iMovie on the computer and uh, like recording stuff there and then moving to final cut pro and doing more stuff and like watching tutorials and then after effects uh so kind of just building up and now i'm in, in blender that's crazy man so really you got your sort of creative start at the age of like eight and you've just yeah learned different tools along the way to help you mm -hmm. do bigger and bigger things that's cool yeah. man that's crazy wow okay so um i guess next question how how okay so how how much time because a lot of people have seen that video that you produced of my first a two-year progression what was the title of the oh video? yeah that one <laughs> and it's always that like a million views soon <laughs> which is yeah that's right crazy that's, that's not bad for a, a progress <laughs> yeah. reel. um but it yeah, was yeah your, your first two years using blender which funnily enough it mm -hmm. even had like a bit where you're like now i, I took a six-month break so it was it was yeah. really like 18 months using blender which is crazy um how how many hours were you spending per day whilst learning mm -hmm. during that time so let me it depended on um could be different but like when i was 12 there's a very big difference between being 12 and 15 in terms of time because uh -huh. now i have just so much more stuff going on uh like social mm -hmm. life and, and especially school Okay. Um, yeah. and I didn't have a lot of homework back then. Um, but I would say, um, like for t t take Fortnite for example, mm -hmm. I was playing it like when it was relevant and maybe putting like six hours a day or something into that. And like a lot of uh, people in my age were doing the same. Um, wow. so when Blender, when I started with Blender instead, um, I kind of put that same time. Like if I had time to play games, I would then 
do Blender, not because I was like, okay, I got to work. I got to work. It was just mm. because Blender was so much more fun than doing anything else. No way. Um, okay. That's crazy. Because yeah. I, I was going to say, actually, like, I, I would imagine most kids couldn't do that. Most adults couldn't do that. Go from, like, <laughs> a, something that's designed for entertainment to learning which is usually has a lot of friction you hit a lot of roadblocks it's it can be quite exhausting actually yeah. um but you you said it was way more fun than fortnite oh yeah definitely <laughs> that's crazy I would say that's so. awesome that's awesome um i th i think i'm a good i'm a everybody says i'm a good learner uh so i think i am um i've been just learning learning stuff uh and I think I got introduced to just Google and YouTube at a pretty early age. Mm -hmm. So uh, like Minecraft, for example, I was playing that when I was like seven or something. Mm -hmm. um, and learning like Googling, uh, like tutorials, the, 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 the word tutorial is so powerful. Like you can, you can learn so much stuff if you just know how to Google and use it properly. Mm -hmm. um, so I would Google like how to build a house or how to do this thing or how to like do this commands in, in Minecraft um, and then apply that to other stuff. Uh, like I was learning how to do flips on, on the trampoline, like how do I do this and how do I do that? Um, <laughs> which no I think was a pretty big advantage. So I was learning like stuff very quickly. And um, I also, I yeah, I'm interested in learning stuff, which I don't like a lot of people might not be like having the easiest time with. Mm. Um, but mm. I'd say I'm pretty good to just uh, go at it and do it over and over again uh, until yeah. uh, I complete something because that feeling of achieving something after, after practicing is just immeasurable. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think psychologists agree that the, the uh, short term, like short term uh, satisfaction, short term pleasure um, feels good at the time, but for, a, a healthier life that where you feel fulfilled and you feel generally happy. It's when you put off mm -hmm. short term, what is it called? Short term pleasure versus a uh, long, mm -hmm. long term, long term gains. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, not to preach. Uh, that's crazy. So uh, tell me a little bit, cause I, I, I've heard from doing the podcast, people sending their questions to me. Um, and quite a few young people have said, uh, what do I do about my parents? They don't, believe in me <laughs> or they don't think it's a good use of of my time to be spending so much time on the computer what what are your parents yeah. like what, what do they think of you using it so much i uh, will i'd say my dad is kind of a computer nerd so i think he understands it um and like we kind of had this rule that if you're doing something useful or something creative uh with your computer um that's allowed other than spending it on on like entertainment or something that's mm -hmm. not very useful um, because uh, your your phone and the internet is such a helpful resource mm -hmm. and you can just do so much stuff with the access to that. Um, so I, I'm, I think they would like agree that um, it's smart to not waste that away mm. and like give me that opportunity, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, because now I've got two kids of my own and sort of entering into this uh, new parenting realm. And yeah. <laughs> there's actually quite a lot of uh, debate amongst parents of whether it mm -hmm. is good to give your children a phone. Um, and I don't really know how I sit on it because on one hand, 
you can see the, uh, and you probably see it at your school, like kids that are just like almost zombies addicted to a phone. You can see that using these Mm -hmm. apps is changing their brains in perhaps negative ways, perhaps obviously negative ways. Um, I I don't know. But in in your case, obviously, if, if your parents said no, no phone, you know, you would have never gotten into that Lego stop motion and you would have mm-hmm. never discovered that. I don't know. What what, exactly. what is it about, like, what separates you from the kids that just end up the zombies <laughs> on the app? <laughs> that's that's a good question. I That's kind of hard to answer. I, I honestly don't know um, because to me it seems obvious that I want to do this. But for mm-hmm. other kids that, that they might be interested in something else or they haven't found their passion yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but there are definitely two sides to it, like spending your time on TikTok or, or social media mm. and just scrolling through other people's lives and like, ah, oh, I want to I want to become that, you know, um, right, but right. you can also learn through Google. And there are so many resources out there on the Internet. Um, yeah. So you just got to learn how to do that correctly. Um, yeah. But like my parents. Um, have avoided me like having going down that. Uh, like for example, Fortnite. Um, when that was active, I was spending a lot of time on that, and it was not very healthy. Mm-hmm. So then they just said, "Stop! Like you gotta, you gotta calm oh, down." Oh really? A bit. Okay. And so so they, they they did pull the plug on Fortnite. Yeah, and like Minecraft and stuff like that. When it got too much, and mm-hmm. when that became my main focus, that that's obviously not right. good. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they did say they interjected and said, "You got to do something productive on the computer." And that was when you're like, yeah, All exactly. Right, find something. Yeah, because I yeah. was wanting to do, I wanted to have more screen time. Mm. Um, and they said like, okay, you can only have this amount uh, unless you do something productive or something that is actually paying off. So got it. And what do they, what do they think of your what, what you've been creating in Blender? <sighs> oh man, I they they think it's pretty awesome. I I suppose. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they they are they're they're probably very proud. Um, and they think it's very cool. That's awesome. They should be definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so going back, so you basically, you were spending five to six hours a day in Fortnite, and then you just put that all into Blender for a, a sort yeah, of a two, a two year period. Wow. That'd, mm-hmm. that'd give you some mileage. Um, wow. <laughs> now that, um, what was I going to ask? Okay. So it was five to six hours a day over two years. And you were just at that time, just picking up tutorials, just like, you're like, mm-hmm. I want to make a house. I Google that. I want right. to do this. Right. And you just follow tutorials. The cool thing about Blender is because it's free and everybody can download it. There are so many users and there's a tutorial for anything really. Mm, like, yeah, unless yeah. you're getting up to a very high, high level. There's tutorials for most stuff. And if there aren't video tutorials, there are definitely like there's definitely documentation on it mm-hmm. and like Stack Exchange and Reddit stuff that you can just scheme through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of how I um, made my way through it. I I started by just watching me. Yeah, I started with the donut tutorial, of course, the classic <laughs> cool. and um, Ducky 3D. Um, and those um and ian hubert of course um Mm -hmm. learning about the basics um and i remember i hadn't i didn't have any of my own ideas yet so i was just following yeah especially ducky 3d like doing almost all of them and i thought that was 
like looking back at it, I think that was a pretty good idea because mm -hmm. learning, let's say you learn how to do only one specific task. Let's say you watch a video on all the nodes, what they do, but you you don't know really like, what am I going to do with this? I know how all of it works, but I'm not sure how to like put it all together. Mm -hmm. But um, if you watch a full video on uh, making like a full environment and in that video, there are so many different like bits of information like, okay, this is how you make a brick texture full on. So you have the noise textures to get the grunge and you got the brick material and the image textures and all that. And you get actual examples. And then by consuming a lot of different varieties, your brain kind of builds up an understanding of that. And then you can, I, I'd say that's a, a better way to like get actual examples of how to use stuff is a better way to learn, at least in my case. Okay. So I think I missed a little, little bit. Okay. So you're, uh, you, you would watch a tutorial, but you wouldn't be sure on how, how it could be applied. Um, no, um, I, I think a lot of people, um, let's say, let's say you want to learn how to make, um, good materials, for example, Okay. then you might Google how to make a material or how do all nodes work? You know, the, the, the videos on like explaining mm -hmm. all the different nodes in Blender. Mm -hmm. And you might think, okay, I'm, I'm learning all this, but once you actually sit there with Blender, you might not actually be sure like what, what to do um, mm. with all, the, all this knowledge. Um, but what I did is, or what I think it's a little bit smarter is uh, watching um, tutorials on, for example, making a full environment. And in that tutorial, you learn how to like actual examples, like how to make a rock texture, how to make a brick texture. Right, and right. You, you basically learn the same thing, but you also bind that together with what you can do with it, if that makes mm, sense. Yes, no, I get it now, got it. That is, I, I, I think that is definitely the, the best way to learn. It's sort of how I approach teaching. Um, yeah, I, I don't, there, there definitely is a place for those videos of like every node explained, <laughs> you know, um, because you do need to know that sometimes but I mm -hmm. don't get anything from it. Like I remember I, I was first, I mean, I might've been 18 at the time and I just bought like the Adobe Creative Cloud, which had Premiere and Photoshop mm -hmm. and everything. And I'm like, I'm gonna learn it. And so I got <laughs> the manual out, which was this big thick book. I went to the <laughs> library and I just started reading it. And I remember coming home from the library going, I have learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Because of course I did like you, you don't learn that way um, because it, 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 you're, it, it's just like surface. It's saying like this does this, this and this and you go, great, next page. Mm -hmm. This setting does this, yeah. this and this, next page, great. But that's not how you, okay. And now it's like, all right, so now that you've learned that, like now build something. It's like, well, I, I wouldn't know where to start because I don't know which one of those yeah. things I will need in order to do this thing. I think, yeah, as you've said, the best way is uh, uh, practical, like topic focused, how to problem solve for this one thing. Definitely. If you're creating a, a grassy meadow with trees, you could do it this way, this way, or this way. And you might learn it this way, and that'll, then that'll teach you this. And if, if you learn it this way, you might learn it you know, something like this. But yeah, I, I, yeah, to agree with you, essentially. <laughs> I, think, mm -hmm. I think that's the smart way, definitely. Um, yeah, when I was learning like After Effects, for example, um, the only tutorials I were watch was watching is like um, the the ones where you get the the project files to it, or like the you get a video. Um, they're they're kind of hard to find. Uh, at least when I 
was looking for them, but it's like how to make Wolverine claws effect. And then in the link, they, they link a video of someone like doing this or something. And okay. then I would just try to recreate the exact like result um, that they got because it obviously looked good. So if I am able to get that exact result as well, I can make something good, you know? Mm. And then if I'm trying to create my own project later, I can use those skills because I know how to make that certain thing good. And I, yeah, I collect these these snippets of skills and then I can um, take a few of them and apply it to something else. Mm, and that works for, for literally anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like um, like I was trying to learn the, um, the smoke sim settings to try and make an explosion. Mm -hmm. And just sort of yeah. learning each of the things. Like if you learn the definition of each of those settings, you, it still wouldn't help you when it comes to making an explosion, right? Uh, or, or any sort of thing. Like there's a setting, it's like time steps or something. You could learn what time yeah. steps is, which is like it, it subdivides it down the number of subdivisions within a frame so that it <laughs> like expands the box or something and you can go like, yeah, great. But until it's you actually... Things. Yeah, but if you actually played with it or watched a tutorial that explained like the problem that you encounter yeah. and when you actually need to use the time steps, like the adaptive domain is not expanding fast enough or it's yeah, blah blah blah. Uh mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think that's I think that's how you uh how how you learn effectively. Um can you think of anything else that you did differently whilst learning that has enabled you to learn faster than mm. others, perhaps? Um I think just um, me being, or I don't know, I think it's just the pure uh, excitement to get into a project. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how easy that is to like get, but like when, when I find something, a really good idea, I'm like, I got to do this. I got to run to the computer and I got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And that excitement, that, that kind of powers the whole process. Okay. Um, but if you're like, oh, okay, I got to make something. What should I make? This is cool. And then you just like sit through it. And like, I guess that's a cool result. Mm, um, you right. won't get that same level of like, hi, this is so fun, I think. And I'm not really sure how to, to get that. I think like partially because I was so young. And like when I watched that video of yours, when you just turned the rape tracing on, I was, I was there was so many possibilities just jumping up in my head. <laughs> that I just yeah. wanted to learn more. Um, but... I don't know. Honest, yeah, I honestly don't know much. I'm just trying to analyze what I did. Because um, to me, it seemed kind of obvious. Like, I want to do this. Like, I want to spend a lot of time on this. And I want to learn fast and all, all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure how it is for other people. Um, mm. But I'm trying to, yeah, trying to think of something else I did. But I mean, mm. I think that kind, kind of sums it up. Yeah, I, I think inspiration is definitely... Um it's mm -hmm. annoying because it's like it is the answer for so many things it's like just get inspired you know get motivated yeah but then you meet yeah, exactly. somebody and then they're like i'm just not motivated and i'm like i don't right. know is like is should i just tell you like you don't got it <laughs> you, you <laughs> right. know, it's it's gonna be an uphill battle or or is there something to in like instill that inspiration that fire that will get them like oh you know um <laughs> Yeah, because, okay, so so what inspired you was basically possibilities. You could create many things. Um, yeah, the, uh, like a th small thing was I was trying to convince, I was like, okay, uh, saying to my brothers, like, oh, you got to act in this little thing. I want you to jump up and down and do all the, the parkour and stuff. And like, I, don't, I don't have time for that. You know, I don't want to do that. And I was like, oh, I wish I could do something that I have full control over that I can do on my, my own. And oh, it would look photoreal and like, 
that's the answer. <laughs> Got it. A bunch so of were, stuff like that. <laughs> you were use you were creating digital actors so you didn't have to deal with your brothers. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's probably the way that the industry is actually going now with like uh, virtual influencers <laughs> and everything. Like yeah. our companies and production houses are like, why bother like recruiting, you know, a model <laughs> who's going to try to renegotiate yeah. contracts all the time every year when we can just <laughs> make our own virtual influencer. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so funny. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. I, okay. So, so making what you wanted. Um, well, that's maybe another question. What do you, what? Okay. So obviously like a, a lot of artists say like, oh, I do it. Like, wh why do you make, you know, what it is that you make? And then they go, oh, I just do it for me. And I think I was listening to an interview with, um, it was like a, round table of directors and like one of them was honest he's like obviously if everybody died tomorrow on earth and i was the last person surviving i wouldn't be making movies right so i do it for <laughs> me but that's clearly not the answer i'm also doing it for others to watch um, right. <laughs> so uh but but why 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 is it what do you do with those those creations that you create what, what do you do after that um on okay the the answer i i like creating stuff and I love um, uh, learning new things in Blender or like pushing something. Okay, I haven't seen this done. Uh, I want to try doing that or that would be so cool if I could could pull off that, you know. But maybe I can't do that quite yet. So I'll wait two projects down and maybe I can do it then. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's also the posting it uh, um, online and seeing people's reaction. They're like, oh, that's so cool and all that. Mm -hmm. And... Yep. Um, yeah, um, and kind of, it, there's a mix of that. But I, I wouldn't be doing this if it, if it wouldn't be really fun for me to, uh, mm. to explore. Yeah. So I'd say that's the, the main thing. Yeah, it's definitely a, yeah, two, two pronged, uh, re reward system. I think. Um, I remember in school, I was, I mean, I just I failed most subjects. I was, I was a terrible <laughs> student. Um, but there was one class that I excelled at and it was film and TV, mm -hmm. which was yeah. making films. And, uh, I remember what it was that kind of inspired me. Like, yes, I enjoyed production and like making stories and things, but if I'm being brutally honest, I, as a child in school was not popular. <laughs> mm -hmm. And when I made a movie and I yeah. could, I could make something really cool that people talked about i was suddenly popular for a week you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and totally. if i if i'm being honest it was probably that and like maybe i thought i'd get a girlfriend out of it too or something you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i was so like i was such a, a self-conscious little boy um mm -hmm. <laughs> but that, you know i mean like that it, it's important to like because i've asked several artists over the years like you know what why is it that you do what you do and i think they they're all afraid of being honest. Um, but when I, I, I keep pestering further, they're like, yeah, I mean, I, I do it for a reaction online. Like I want approval from the art community that I've just made something cool. And I think that's fine. Yeah. I think that's, that's a human thing. Like you need approval from your peers. Um, so I, th I think it's fine to admit that. So, so you think that that's an element of it. And when you're, you said oh, you're posting it yeah. online, is it sharing amongst your, friends at school or is it with strangers on the internet or forums or um i i don't actually show it to to friends at school to be honest 
um, really? just because yeah i have so many tutorials and like speaking english is like there there's so many possibilities that it could go wrong if everything is like if i get the subject because people are going to get jealous obviously and um that's wait, sorry, wait, sorry. explain that again what, what do you mean yeah like if people see for example if i have a ton of followers and that becomes a really big thing a lot of people get jealous um of that so i i try to not talk about it a lot and just kind of stay no in my normal way. self wow yeah. well that sounds like the opposite <laughs> of what people think happens at school now it's like like you, you hear like adults <laughs> talking about it and like oh all the kids are like trying to one-up each other on instagram and get more followers and show off and, but you're doing the opposite so you've got this following on youtube and you're not telling your friends i mean then uh, a lot of them know about it but it's not like something i i remember though when it first hit me i was talking about it and i was like noticing how people kind of got like okay we get it now so oh, i i kind of i kind of stopped and uh, yeah because you notice it like if people are, are getting jealous so they'll try right. to be like, okay, that's cool, but that's not normal, you know. So, not right, having right. a lot of followers is the normal thing. So I'm right, I'm the cool guy, you know? right, okay. You got to fit in. Yeah, don't rock the boat. Right. I get what you mean. I, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. So you you you're not homeschooled, obviously. You're just at a regular uh, yeah. school in Sweden. We didn't even discuss where you, where you mm -hmm. live. Yeah, Sweden. <laughs> Sweden. Whereabouts in Sweden? Stockholm. Stockholm. Right. Okay, that's the, the capital. Yeah. That's the capital. Okay, got it. Stockholm, Sweden, and you're in grade what? Ninth in Sweden, but there, man, the school system is different everywhere. Uh, okay, I still haven't figured it out. The grade when you are fifteen to sixteen. Okay, got it. Got it. Right. Okay, but grade grade nine. <laughs> okay, and it's uh, you, you graduate at grade twelve. Is that right? How it works? You graduate this year. So, or I don't know what you have like. Wait, two as in like you finish, you finish school. You, you have like a, you have a, you have a, a, a school that you, that you have to do. Um, okay. You're obligated to do it, and the the last one is ninth. So it's one to nine or zero oh. to nine. And then there's one, two, three, and then you can choose to study even further uh, on like no universities and, and college. Yeah. I didn't know that. That sounds cool. <laughs> So that's how it works I in guess, Sweden. Yeah. So basically, you're only required to do nine years of schooling in Sweden, and then it's oh, or te or ten years. Oh, okay, or oh, ten years, right? Uh, kind of the the year zero, but a lot of like right. it, you gotta do uh, one to three, like Got that's it. that's common knowledge. Like every like most people do it, but you're not obligated to do it. Oh, okay. In that case, then I think it is the same here in Australia. I think because I think even in school it was like you can exit after year ten. But it's like nobody even mm -hmm. talked about it because everybody finishes yeah. to 12. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're going, you're going to finish school all the way. Yeah. 13. I'm 13. not sure if I'm going to go to, to college or like university. Um, mm. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm honestly a little bit lost in it. Um, mm. Okay. So I'll have to figure that out. I have another few years to do that, but right now I'm not sure, but I'm definitely going to like study the the coming years yeah what what would you what are you thinking might be a career for you what i'm doing right now is honestly something that is kind of like the ultimate thing like creating cool stuff and like mm -hmm. uh, exploring the open source community and then making tutorials and like assets 
based on what I'm making to then have that power the next project. And that, that kind of loop mm. uh, is something that is absolutely golden for me. That's awesome. Um, but maybe expanding it. That's awesome. Cool. I'm, I'm glad you said something to do with 3D because uh, that would have been a shame if the answer was like, oh, I don't know, accounting. I'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, accounting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's great. Okay, so um, so something within the 3D field, whether it's like independent, yeah. making tu- you want to make tutorials and sell assets and things, maybe. Uh, right, uh, or like yeah, something in this field, uh, experimenting with AI. That's going to be so cool, and mm. um, like coding and stuff like that. Uh, just mixing all the best stuff together. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's great. Do you know any uh, programming, coding, anything like that? I started learning Python. I started uh, like a few months ago, maybe four, four or three months ago. Wow, man. Um, So I've been making a few add-ons in Blender. No way. uh, Selling them. Yeah, they're not very complicated, but like wiggle. Uh, You just click a button to wiggle the object so you won't have to do the the noise and, and curves and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> or like add a camera with all their all the correct settings etc oh that's cool man wow My yeah just goodness. small stuff to improve the everyday uh hard work <laughs> that's awesome and is it a, a paid add-on on blender market or something or <clears throat> i will i don't want to be self-promoting but um i i put it up on uh on the patreon so i have a page oh. where i where i put all that stuff got it all right well i mean why not promote it? I mean, tell me about Patreon. So what are you doing on there? What are you giving your, your followers? So, um, <laughs> I do uh, tutorials and, and acid packs twice a week. Um, I'm trying to do twice a week. Sometimes twice if school week. gets in the way. Um, twice I a week? Skip tutorials something. and acid yeah. packs? Good <laughs> yeah. Lord, man. You must be swamped. You must have a lot on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting it's a lot. <laughs> But we'll we'll see. It might go down to to one soon. But there's there's a lot of stuff up there. So hopefully, um, they'll they'll have a lot to swim in. The ones who, yeah. who are joining. That's incredible, man. Cool. Is it? Um, because I've been. I mean, I don't have a Patreon. I've. Oh, I mean, it, I considered it for a long time. But like, is it? Uh, does it con- does it create a lot of revenue for you? Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh probably the main the main source right now. Um. But yeah, it's 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 the the perfect loop because I'm I'm making the cool projects that I want to, and I'm always like, exploring and doing new stuff. And when I put that out, I'm getting followers mm. who are then getting wanting to learn the same stuff, so they get to the Patreon, and that's where I I post assets and stuff. And I can like make it pretty pretty cheap because mm. in the digital world you have unlimited unlimited stuff, mm. so you could you could essentially make the 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 most valuable asset pack in the world and mm. sell it for a cent yeah but if you gotta reach <laughs> to like two million people or something you can still make a ton of bucks off of that because mm. you have unlimited resources yeah exactly yeah it scales so quickly in the, the digital world mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah i think we take for granted like you just you hear from like business owners with like physical stores with packaging and shipping and mailing yeah and, like <laughs> oh, just get out of that space. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. That's, laughs> yeah, oh, so old-fashioned, man. Get get digital. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so, so going back to your your learning process, um, if you had to, because you you uh, you said you were just sort of whatever sort of ignited a spark in you, if you had to do it again, um, 
what is there anything you would do differently like was there any discoveries that you made mm. where you were like oh i wish i learned that at the start like if you had to do your whole process again that's a very interesting question um <laughs> let me think about that yeah no it's okay. um, whilst you're thinking about it like as, as an example for myself like for drawing i i think i've spoken about mm -hmm. this before on my 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 podcast but like i was trying to do faces forever and i thought like oh i can just never get faces that look like the person like the likeness of the person what i need mm -hmm. to learn is caricatures so i spent six months learning caricatures failing at it repeatedly um <laughs> before realizing that caricatures is actually even harder than the realistic stuff. Cause right. you have to know what the average face looks like. Like, cause you've done so many realistic faces that you know, mm -hmm. all the intricate, you know, differences in the, you know, the width of the cheekbones or the nose and what to exaggerate. You only learn from doing it. So when I, if I was to give somebody a curriculum for like learning portraiture or mm -hmm. something like that, right. I would have cut out caricatures entirely and say you gotta learn anatomy you gotta learn you know the right. basic foundations the block shapes of a face and do it over and over again and you'll get better but yeah. uh, i don't know was yeah was so was there anything like that for 3d that you could think back on and um i don't i don't want to sound like i did everything perfectly but i right now when i'm thinking about it um i don't agree or regret a lot of stuff i think there were there was like a period where I was getting jealous of other artists and like oh, I want to be better I want to be just as good as them I want to be the best you know mm. and I was like seeing cool art and I'm like dang it um, <laughs> and uh, it was not very good and I was like I gotta stop with this because this is so cool you know um, yeah. so yeah I've kind of figured that out and like appreciate appreciating other art uh, artworks and getting inspired by that. I'd say, like, try not to fall into that, like getting demotivated by other people's amazing work. Mm, um, yeah. Because once you figure out how to collaborate, um, that's just so powerful. Yeah. that That is a very common thing that I think a lot of artists don't realize is um, is what's holding some people back, you know? Because sites like ArtStation or even Instagram... Um, you can feel like you are just bombarded with people that are just home run after home run <laughs> and you're just yeah. swinging a miss every time. And it's, <laughs> it's exhausting, you know, to, to have yeah. to return to the canvas every day and know mm -hmm. that you will do cre work that is worse <laughs> than what is a click away, you know? But yeah. what I try to remind people of is that when you go on ArtStation, you are only seeing their name and their work. You are missing an entire mm -hmm. lifetime of experiences. A lot of these people have been doing it for decades. Like people on yeah. ArtStation, some of them are industry veterans. A lot of them are industry mm -hmm. veterans that have worked at some of the biggest studios among some of the top talent. And they've been working nine yeah. to five every day for 20 years. <laughs> So if you uh -huh. saw the amount of time multiplied by the, by the amount of people uh, that they've been able to mentor and get, you know, versus yours, if you saw your score next to their score in terms yeah. of like hours accrued, it would, it would suddenly make sense that of course it would be mm -hmm. foolish of me to assume that I could achieve that, right? 
somebody said in a comment once it was uh, related to this that was very true. It was uh, if you're just starting to learn the violin, you wouldn't uh, on day one book yourself in to perform at Carnegie Hall. Right. right. But a lot of people think Definitely. that. Like they, they just start yeah. using Blender and they go on ArtStation. So true. And they're like, how do I how do I get <laughs> why am I not? And it's like, well, of course not, you know. Um, mm -hmm. but it, it's, it's, it's one of these things like where it's, you will feel like crap if you go to these sites, to be honest, you will. <laughs> but I, I also do think it is important to be aware of what the benchmark is. Um, because you can also be in a little bubble of like, you're not online and you're not getting feedback and you're just yeah. making stuff for your friends and they all think you're cool and amazing and you'll only grow by entering into the ring of mm -hmm. you know the global yeah. art space and seeing exactly. actually how much you have to grow so there's a bit of both you just have to be internally aware of just the fact that you're you're missing an entire half of the picture if you're comparing yourself yeah. yeah, I think that's very true. I see a lot of people who are just having the most ambitious ideas and they, they make like one shot or something and they just don't finish the project or they, they shoot it off or they, they, can, they can't complete it because they just want to make something that's really cool. Mm. Um, but that you get demotivated by that. Like you get uninspired. Um, and that's something I see a lot. But I was, I was pretty early to... Um, to realize that I think so I was I was taking very small steps making sure that I can I can complete this project while still experimenting around and I think I can I can think I can figure this out hmm. and then like if I can't I'll still be able to make the project work because hmm. um, every time you complete something or you reach a goal you get very motivated and like oh I gotta do this I gotta I gotta keep going you know right um, so, so tell me about for, what is the difference then between the somebody who works like they said they like yeah a lot of artists that say they're going to make a short film and uh, they do one shot or they don't even finish the shot because they go yeah. ah this I'll never finish this uh but mm -hmm. you let's talk about this your your short film was it called the drink is that what the name the of the drink yes the drink mm -hmm. uh which starts like a robot relaxing in a pool <laughs> kind of reminded me of um uh once upon a time in Hollywood, was it inspired yeah. by that Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh yeah, character? definitely. Oh cool. I'll talk. About, I'll talk about the inspiration later if you want. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but anyways, that is a very ambitious. Like I was just shocked at like the different scene changes um, because obviously yes. a, a, a new scene is like you've mm -hmm. just doubled the work. Like oh now he's driving right. to the thing and you're gonna show <laughs> like the city and like him driving past the car. Like that's a that's a whole, and then you went to the store and it's like, there's more work. And then he's in the kitchen and it's like, that's four scenes and he's back at the, so yeah. five scenes and it, everything was just like, I could imagine so many artists having this idea, like I'll make a short film with a robot who goes to a store and, yeah. and then they do one shot and they get demotivated. So what, what was it that you did differently? Uh, just the, the drink, one of the first like, main things I wanted to incorporate was the different environments making like sure yeah I can I can film anywhere like this is a full-on environment like I don't I won't have to only film inside the car not show anything like that or like only stick to one environment I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put so much work into this 
so so it and like make it look like I have the unlimited budget. I can put a camera anywhere in in Hollywood, you know. Mm. And hopefully that that's what what got conveyed in the end. Um, but it's so much work. Like just <laughs> getting that one one like two seconds of the the car pulling up to the store. That environment alone was like. I think a week of work, just full on, like every day. Um, I'm surprised getting it was just only a week, that once. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's not that doesn't surprise me in the least, man. That yeah, one second, one second of screen time can be a week or more. Um, but yeah, yes, that so, I think that that yeah, I think that work does pay off in the end because you get that level of richness and uh, expensivity. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you got the sense that it was a full world, not just like, a. Mm -hmm. they put all their money into this one scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, okay. But how were you able to not give up after like, cause I, I assume like, let's say that. So w which, which scenes did you start on first? Was it the pool scene? Right. Oh, yeah. So the inspiration I was I had just gotten done with my my previous thing, the takeout uh, that short film. And I was out of ideas. And this is always I'm still kind of out of ideas after the drink. It's been like almost a month. But I always have that <laughs> recoil after finishing a big project. And that's the only thing that's on your mind. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, what do I do now? So that was kind of the situation I was in. Uh, when I was going to start it and I was literally just scrolling on my phone and uh, like on YouTube and then I saw a thumbnail of like I think it was a review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and like uh, it was that pool shot I was like that's a cool shot yeah that's a very cool shot I gotta make that so I spent like a day or two just like making that shot and it looked it looked that's horrible that's an ambitious in the shot by the way with water I mean <laughs> did, did you realize going into Thanks. it it was going to be tricky um, yeah, definitely. Because that shot, that shot, <laughs> that shot was so much of a pain because they filmed that in daylight, which I, and then graded it down. And my dad was like looking no at my scene. Way. Like, are you are serious? Because like looking at the reference, I'm like, are you, because it was so bright. Every like spot was uh, lit up and he had this very harsh shadow in, into the pool and everything was getting color and like how... Like, I love that look because it looks like retro. I thought it was something with the grade or like it was something. My, my dad was like, are you sure that's not like a day for night shot or something? And I was like, no, they would never. That's crazy. And then we just brought it into like After Effects and cranked up the brightness. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's a day for night shot. Because it looked it looked exactly like it was filmed in the day, but just very compressed. Um, when you brought up the brightness. Is that is that like, actually oh, how they did it? Did you look into it? The... Once upon a time, I'm, I I haven't gotten it confirmed, but I'm next to 100 percent sure that, that that's how they did it. Really? Because you wouldn't get that that lighting otherwise. Yeah. And when you say because the it's lighting, very... do you mean the lighting around the pool, or do you mean the lighting in the yeah. pool? Yeah. Uh, so the whole environment was just lit up. Um, it was like when I re recreated the shot in Blender, like, uh, where's all the light? Because it's dark, you wouldn't get lights everywhere and very harsh shadows uh, everywhere that's because they had a sunlight and they did do some masking in the background to make that darker and some specific spots but the general oh, scene was I, th I think definitely filmed it uh in the day no way but once i figured that out i was like oh that makes so much more sense now i still need to do all the the, de the detail 
Um, but yeah, I remember was like was pretty demotivated in the beginning um, after like the first render because I do a lot of work, make sure everything is kind of optimized through the way, and then I do like one render before going to bed. Like I gotta make something before I go to bed. That's uh, <laughs> a rule I have that might not be the best, but it's it's something that's kind of always there. Is that render so you can render it overnight? Yeah, that's usually like I feel kind of like oh, I'm wasting precious time. Yeah, that I could be <laughs> yeah, same. Um, that's right. <laughs> but I like just having some like going to bed and feeling like okay, I've done something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I I hit render on that piece and throw it into After Effects because After Effects is where you make stuff good. Like a render can go from <laughs> looking poopy to looking fabulous. Um, no. So it's, well, it's tell looking me, what, like what's your what's your um. Yeah, what, what, what's your post pipeline look like? Because I don't use After Effects. Oh. I don't know it well enough. But oh. yeah, what do you do? Really? You do Blender yeah. compositing? Not oh, really. After, I you, just, should, you should try it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do a little bit. I usually just try and do it all in camera. Try and get it working how I need it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what do you do in After Effects? Okay. Um, so I'll, I first start what by color grading it. I've done so many color grades like ever since I was doing iMovie stuff. I was kind of mixing around with that. Okay. I've looked yeah, yeah. at a lot of movies. So I kind of have that built in already, how, mm-hmm. how I want something to look. Um, I match it. I Like for this sequence, I put a lot of purple into the blacks mm-hmm. and made the whites kind of yellowish because that's mm-hmm. uh, apparently how, how old film, film cameras kind of react. Is that right? Um, okay. I yep, do yep. all the, that, the grading. Add film grain, of course. Just using the, the basic add grain effect in, in After Effects. Huh. Um, I did a lot of um studying of old, old anamorphic lenses uh just for this there's this uh, youtube channel called um oh man i don't remember um but they're they're pretty high quality uh they made the this two episode like master class that's free it's called scope and they just talk about lenses and stuff like that and i, gotta look I just watched that for a day it's yeah yeah look it up um, it's really cool. So they go into depth uh, into like all the different uh, imperfections and how lenses work and stuff like that. Because that was something I really wanted to achieve. So then I also looked into how to do film emulation and stuff like that. Is it by Media Division? Um, yeah, Media Division. That's it. Scope, so they have these chapter one, two anamorphic lenses in yeah. cinema. That one is, is very ah, good. Ah, fantastic. All right, I should put a link to this uh, in the description so that we've got it. <laughs> Yeah, do. Okay. Um, wow, long video. So I add one hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's packed with information. Um, but yeah, then for this project, I added halation, which is when edges of like hard contrast they get kind of a reddish glow. It's very subtle, but that happens when you use film and especially sixteen millimeter, um, kind of a, a red, red glow. And that you can do through find edges, that effect. You invert that, tint it red, and make everything that's not the red black. How do you spell halation? I'm trying to look it up now. H-A-L-A-T-I-O-N. Halation effect. Okay. But this is mainly if you're doing film uh, stock emulation. Oh, interesting. Um, So hang on. So it's high contrast areas get a sort of a red fringe around it i'm not right? i'm actually not sure if it's high contrast areas directly i think it's also glows but you um i'm not sure like the best way i found just an easy way to get that effect is by using find edges and that 
finds like high contrast areas or or blooming areas. Oh, dude. Um, so, so you, you kind of get you that in, effect. You investigated quite a lot to get this old film stock look for that, yeah. that film. <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested in it, in it, the look as well, and like in old photography and stuff like that. So that's incredible. Um, that's something wow. I've tried to um, perfect. Then the most important thing, I usually now add this in in camera in Blender. It's lens distortion. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add it in post as well. But if you're filming with anamorphic lenses, they have this amazing distortion and it really just makes or breaks the shot um it's and how are you such doing a nice that in blender stuff. how do you do lens distortion um so there's um the, the the normal camera you have three camera types there's the perspective camera um mm-hmm. and then there's the orthographic and then there's i think panoramic yes that panoramic if you choose that um you can select your i think your angle of view from 180 to 360 and that's going to make it so you don't have that sphere around the edges. And then you can use another slider, um, which is kind of the equivalent to the focal length. So you just zoom. This, it's uh, regularly on default. It's at 10. So you can set that to like 50 and you get a nice like kind of edge squish. No way. Um, Dude, you just answered a question that I've been having for actually. I just never bothered to ask it. Online, <laughs> but I've no been doing way. it in post. <laughs> And of course, in post, mm-hmm. it's blurring pixels, so it's not as sharp anymore. Right. But if you mm-hmm. do it, I always yeah. thought if you did it in camera, it would work. Didn't know there was a way <laughs> to do it. So you're basically hacking the panoramic camera to work like a regular yeah. camera, but with that little bit mm-hmm. of distortion. Yeah. Oh, that that's clever, so man. much. It's, do, did it's you figure that a, out yourself? Such a great little thing. Uh, no, I think. Oh, where, where did I? Where did I learn that? I honestly don't know. Just googling and, <laughs> and, and getting information all the time. Um, but yeah, that's that's a nice one to have. And um, then I add some some glow and glare to the uh, um, to the highlights. You can do that in post. Um, let's see. Man, are you to... using like add-ons in After Effects, or you just? You can do most of it without add-ons. I am using a few add-ons. One in particular is. Um, Frischluft, Frischluft. Oh, I've got that. I don't know. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Hell yeah, the depth of field one. It's so good. Yeah, Um, really good. So, um, getting the bokeh right in a lot of the shots. uh, I just did it all in post um, Mm -hmm. using. uh, Yeah, I export all my stuff in .exr uh, like multi layers, Hmm. so I can get the emission pass and the ambient occlusion pass and all the different passes into blend or into after effects so one of those can be the mist pass or the set, uh, the sea depth pass so Whoa. i use that when depth you export pass to, to exr control. though i mean i'm just asking questions like a, a noob now but like when you export to exr are you using filmic because doesn't it get completely messed up when you send it to after effects oh yeah it does i i use i use filmic but there's an add-on called open color io on some monitors you don't need it uh, okay. and some on some you don't or some you do. Uh, in my case, I need th- this add-on. So you basically set your your After Effects thing to be a 32-bit, okay. and you add this open color I/O, but you're still not going to be able to view it. It's all going to be black. So okay. you got to add this effect in After Effects, which is called Extractor, and this allows you to extract all the different channels um, and view them. So you basically have a render for all the different layers packed into one file. So. Oh. One of that, like, for example, I can take the emission pass, and that's only going to be all the emissive stuff. 
So let's say I have uh, the, 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 the car lamps. That's mm -hmm. just going to be um, only that, and the rest is going to be black. Mm -hmm. So I can just okay. apply glow to that and a screen, uh, do a screen overlay. So the black gets, um, I get rid of the blacks. So then I can oh. apply the glow only to that. Oh, dude, that's great. Do you have a video on, on your, uh, your workflow with this? Oh yeah. Tons. Oh, you on, do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it on your, your YouTube channel on Patreon or something or on, on Patreon? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's incredible. I got, I got to subscribe and watch those videos. I've, <laughs> I've always been oh, curious yeah. the, the workflow of, uh, <laughs> blended to after, after effects. Um, mm -hmm, yeah, incredible. hopefully you'll find, I have a ton of videos on that. Yeah. Have you used DaVinci at all? I do for editing. I tried it for the, the fusion, uh, workflow, uh -huh. um, for, uh, like some, some really complex shots. I actually, uh, prefer nuke in that case. Mm. Um, like some shots when you have a bunch of different elements that you need to just bash into one image after effects is unusable. Yeah. Cause like thought, if yeah. I'm playing that. Um, you know, uh, a Punisher, uh, Clint. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 He hosted that challenge. Um, and I, I wanted to per participate in it and I just had all this, all these things going on. And when I was playing that project file in after effects, it was playing, I think like two minutes per frame to just play Whoa. it. So it was so slow. And no when I way. tried reconstructing that thing in nuke, it was playing like almost real time. No way. So, which yeah, uh, after which challenge so did you bad. enter into with Clint's? Uh... Um, it's that um, alternate alternate realities thing. Right. So was it the guy walking left to right? Right. Yeah. One? Exactly. Nice. And did you get in yeah. the top one hundred? I got. I think top twenty five or fifteen. They made it a little unclear. Ooh. But yeah. So that was pretty cool. Look at you! I gotta go rewatch it. See which <laughs> one you had now. That's incredible, man. Dude, your volume. Yeah, but of work, I had. I mean, my god. <laughs> That's crazy, man. But I just had so many things, like small rats that I rendered out as one layer and like a smoke pass mm. and uh, like render, like, because that, that thing took forever to render in Blender. Mm. So I could then just only render the guy and maybe or like some background element in Eevee, for example, and just mm. put that in the background. And like you can render all these assets and then use the C depth pass, you know, like when yes. uh, the the closer to the camera. Yeah. And I can say like everything that's beyond this gray color, you have to like mask that layer. It's kind of hard to describe, but you can, you can use this depth pass to put any layer anywhere you want in your scene. Mm, right. Right. Got it. So I just pile a bunch of stuff in there uh, to make, make it look like you're missing out. You're missing out on detail. Uh, because that's what you're doing in real life. So that's like the main thing I try to do. You're missing out on, on detail. Oh, sorry, say that meaning like you want the impression for the viewer to be that there's so much detail you're missing out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, that's that's incredible, man. Dude, I got to get into compositing. I just realized I, got, I know nothing. <laughs> I thought I knew compositing, but evidently I don't. <laughs> My gosh. The thing that always holds me back from compositing is like, supposedly like i mean according to uh uh, uh troy sabotka after effects handles color very badly it mangles the data da vinci does it very well but then i don't yeah, know how to get the exr from the blender into da vinci to do the color grading correct i just don't have the time i just yeah I, color yeah. is so hard 
Oh like, man, I will yeah. n never understand that. Um, no, it's and a yeah, After Effects is—you could spend six months learning it. I feel like you'd still have have questions. Yeah. Man. Dude, I watched this yeah. this course, and it was um, it's by one of like the leading. It was on um, FX PhD, Charles Pointner. Um, he's got a, a couple of different ones talking about, it's like a 101 course on color spaces, color transforms, all that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And it's really good, yeah. really in depth. It, it answered a few big questions for me, which was good. But dude, the mm -hmm. like, <laughs> it's just, it's like, there was a shot where, cause he's like writing on a whiteboard. And he was just yeah. like like writing numbers and arrows to this thing <laughs> and this thing. And then he finishes yeah. and then he goes, so as you can see, it's all very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Like even he was like, this is overwhelming to even me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Man. But I got Yeah, I, yeah. I don't understand it. So, so how did you, is it, um, so I assume you're a, a patron subscribed to Ian Hubert. Is that, did you learn a lot of this yes. from him or where else? Oh, definitely. He was a very big inspiration. I think, uh, back you've, you've definitely seen the, the blender conference that he did where, yep. uh, the, the up show, <laughs> yes, um, yep. where he talked about projection mapping and all that stuff. And that, I think that was a very big influence when I watched mm. that, I was like, what? That's right. like so <laughs> yeah. cool. You can do all all that stuff, and I started experimenting around with it. And uh, I was like, "How does this work?" And I did a bunch of just practicing and research and like trying to figure out how everything worked. Mm. And uh, yeah, I've learned a ton ton of stuff from him from uh, from from Ian Hubert. Uh, mm. Like he's very good at. He kind of uh, got me into optimizing my scenes. I think because um, yeah, I saw his stuff pretty early. And like, if I hadn't gotten into optimizing my stuff, I would not be able to do like animations mm -hmm. that I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, like planning your stuff out beforehand, then only modeling what's really, really ne necessary. Like not like if, if it's not in the camera, not making it, that's not gonna mm -hmm. happen. And like, if, yeah. if I can decimate it, if I can render that out and like have it as an image plane in the background, I'll do that mm -hmm. um, to just like if I'm making a project, I'll I'll render it every now and then to make sure that it renders sub 30 seconds per frame or something like that. So I can mm. really uh, kind of edit it like a real movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's so important getting that feedback loop down mm -hmm. to a reasonable amount. Yeah, because, definitely. Yeah, it's 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 what real time um, engines like Unreal have an advantage of is because like directors yeah. are just flocking to it because they're mm -hmm. able to like edit a shot in real time and like place the camera right. and see composition and change yeah. the lighting and see how it affects this actor with this thing. And it's like, if you don't have that fee, if you have to wait like a minute to see it, you're out. Like your, mm -hmm. your ability to make creative decisions goes from making, you know, 6,000 decisions a day to like, you know, 10 before you give up, you know, yeah. uh, just with a render time. So getting that down. And I think like, you know, what NVIDIA has done for like the optics denoiser has been totally. uh, insanely powerful for artists. Cycles like it's X. almost, yeah, Cycles X as well. Yeah. I've been using it ever since you could use it. And <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Like I have gotten just used to working in the render mode for some reason which is just mm. such a luxury like you yeah. can't 
I'm not sure if you can do that in most softwares. Um, mm. Like, yeah, just cycles X and optics and all, all the AI stuff is mind blowing. Yeah, you can just do so much more. What, um, what graphics card but, you got? What an exceedingly smart young man that William Langren is. Uh, we'll get right back to that interview right after mentioning Polygon. Polygon is the website that I continually plug because it's my business, but also I believe in it. Polygon is a library of assets for artists that want to achieve photorealism. Focusing primarily in ArchViz, we have all of the natural materials and models that you need to build environments, nature, and those things, ArchViz. <laughs> so recently we have published a whole bunch of plants. These are photorealistic plants that we used uh, the most cutting edge photo scanning techniques to get the translucency of leaves. Then we've mapped that onto models. And then we've used extra maps to add that little extra layer of fuzz and like grime and grit that real plants have. And, uh, and then we've put that through our pipeline of artists that review it and give revisions and improve it to create the most photorealistic plants out there. And then the week after that, we released flowers. So these are hydrangeas, lilies, uh, what's that other one? Orchards, there's a whole bunch in there. Um, and then just this week, we released grunge maps for grunging up your walls, something William Langren perhaps could use for his uh, city block scenes, or he likes grungy stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, and, and firewood, whole bunch of firewood, photo scanned, honestly, Good luck finding some better firewood out there, right? If you need firewood, hey, you know where to go. Uh, arranged as uh, clean, cut, and uh, completely burnt. And then also we put it in stacks as well. So you could build like fireplace scenes, archviz. Um, it's all there. So we're growing every week. We're trying to add new assets. I, I won't promise new assets every week, by the way. I should make sure expectations are clear. But for the next few weeks, we've got assets coming every every week. Uh, which is pretty exciting. So Polygon, P-O-L-I-I-G-O-N.com is where you can go to subscribe and start downloading the assets that'll help you make better renders. Because as William will attest to, when you have these things available at your fingertips, you will build better scenes faster. If you already know how to build something, there's no point building it again. You need to use your time wisely, and this is where assets like this come invaluable. So go to Polygon, P-O-L-I-I-G-O-N.com, or click the link in the show notes or YouTube description if you're watching it there, and subscribe and get some free assets or join on one of our premium plans. All right. Now back to the interview with William Langren. 3090. 3090. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. How did? Yeah, yeah that's it was expensive. Did Did you get it during the uh, the the huge spike of prices? Or did you get it before I that? I think I I was just so lucky. Like it was just one day I was looking at the site and they just like that second got a restock. Oh. And it was like before school and like we're ordering it, like we're done. We're just like put it all together, ordered it. And then like when I came back, it was just all gone. So wow, just dude, right, right lucky. time, right place. Was it during yeah, COVID? Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow, dude, lucky. So that's, that's they incredible. were they were getting bought out every second. Yeah. 
I think I'm going to make my next computer. I'm just going to go nuts. I'm going to flex some cash and just get like four thirty nineties or something. <laughs> That's what John, John, totally. John Majurbev. That's what he has. Oh yeah. I was going to talk about that guy. Have you yeah. seen the, um, the Vimeo like breakdown of ir Oh, what was it called? Yeah. Irradiance, I think. Irradiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did with his, yeah, his that thing. stock, stock assets. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, he talks about that, like being able to just move around in the scene. Because I thought it was so cool that he just had the like almost the whole short planned out and like mm. had the mocap mo all put together, um, and then he could just film it from anywhere. Yeah, and he talked about like being able to look through a puddle and seeing someone's reflection. You yeah. can't do that normally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's def. It's just the cusp of I think something pretty big happening to filmmaking. Um, people mm -hmm. directors like that discovering it um and um what's his name the mandalorian director who's lion king director um oh yeah that guy the, i know who i know who happy the, from <laughs> spider-man yeah the oh, the the, the fat guy in um iron man as well <laughs> i just i call him the fat guy it's not nice but what's his name um <laughs> now i gotta look it up all right. Yeah. <laughs> Director of Lion King. Neither of those guys. It's the 2019 yeah, the one. John Favreau. Engine. Okay. All right. That's oh it. man, That's I was good. so mean. Yeah. No, John Favreau. He's <laughs> been like a huge like. He he must have got in on the cutting edge and was like, oh, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> so ILM like they see the um, virtual production as the mm -hmm. future because they've now created their own product stagecraft and their own render engine so they don't i don't think they use unreal engine anymore oh right yeah sure yeah that um, the real-time stuff there is incredible yeah i yeah i shooting bet actors using against some... this like virtual world that mm -hmm. can just change and they can go now you're shooting yeah, out so cool yeah like and people don't realize like Definitely. it's enabled new storytelling that was previously too difficult because the mm -hmm. Mandalorian has a lot of shots at sunset and sunrise. And when you think yeah. about it, it's not possible to film that often because the the window of time to film at sunset, if you yeah. need to change the camera angle and the sun is going down, you've got like a 20 minute window. There's no time to, for mm -hmm. reshoots. You would have to have the cameras all synced and ready. It would be such yeah. a like risky move to set a shot yeah. at sunrise and sunset, but they had so many shots where they're just like chilling, mm -hmm. and, and, it, yeah. and it looks so gorgeous. Cool. And you're like, wow, something totally. about this is like new, <laughs> and it's because they yeah. just haven't done that before. It's too risky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so crazy. cool. It's really Man. cool. And I'm just so excited about the AI stuff. That's coming out uh, you you even did a video with the two minute papers uh the render engine stuff um you know two minute papers yeah yeah did i do a video with him or uh, not do a video with him but he was in i think he was in the end of it uh talking about oh, correct yeah yeah yeah. the render engine yes yeah. that's right render engine yeah. comparison video he chipped in at the end that was cool yeah yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah that guy is amazing and he yeah he's he's keep yeah he's my main news source uh of all the ai stuff that's going on yeah but yeah the the most recent stuff that is coming out in ai i'm just like get it into blender like yeah i know right <laughs> what, what's the, what, the ai what, what's exciting you the most which one 
Oh man, two main ones. Uh, I would say the, uh, I'm not sure what it was called, but you you basically roughly model something. You can just make a sphere, mm-hmm. and then you take a picture of a monkey, for example, and then you just hit run AI, and then it just generates that mesh for you. Damn, it's is incredible. That, where, yeah. where is that? Is did he just put that video out? Did he? Um, I think he put it out like some some week ago. Yeah, I'm oh. just watching all the stuff and AI uh, Nvidia's. No, not Nvidia's. OpenAI's uh, DaVinci Codex. Um, it's like they basically trained an AI on you know like GTP3, right? Yes. So they kind of did something for similar context to that. For listeners, GPT3 is that uh, like AI text thing. So you can basically converse with a human, or you could make it write an article for you. But it sounds like written mm-hmm. human text. But it is yeah, they trained it completely like on the AI. Wikipedia. Yes. So right. it like learned to reason and crazy stuff. Yeah. So they, I, I'm not, I'm not too set into this, but uh, they, I think they, they trained it on GitHub, and code and Python and all of that. Okay. And that includes Blender scripting. Um. So you can, you can just um, sign up or like you can get on the wait list, like wait a week or something, and you have a pretty high chance of just getting in and getting access to it. And they have this really cool feature, which is uh, Python code debugger. Um, okay. So I've been just like u- using it for fun. Like, so yeah, I know a little bit of Python. I can do s- some basic coding. I'm not very professional at it at all. Um, so I saw it said like import math in the beginning uh, as the example. Okay. Which means, yeah, you import the, yeah, import. And I was like, wait, Blender uses import BPY to tell that it's like Blender API. What if I just do like import API or uh, import BPY in the beginning, and then I just write add cube, add material, name material. I just hit play, copied the, and it just spat out code. Copied that into Blender. It added a cube, added a material, and it named that material what I wanted. And no I was way. blown. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh. Um, Wow. Yeah. So it so, cool. so it's it has it has you're saying it's it's trained itself on Blender Python. Yeah, GitHub in general. So that's like Oh I, I okay, so it's just reading know. everybody's like open source code and learning Yeah, how to it, read. and uh, a lot of Blender stuff is on there. Um whoa. and no surprise a, a lot, surprisingly. And like Python I mean Blender is, is in Python, mm. but they, they have their own little um like kind of language for stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's generally the same thing. Right. So it's it's actually been a very good help tool. Like, mm. let's say I'm coding something and I want the function to add keyframes to the bones. But how do I say bones in Blender language? It might be a selected underscore bones or like active underscore bones or mm. just bones. You don't notice in, in the beginning. So I just like typed... Uh, add a bone into this Python thing, mm. and it gave me the right name. And I could just copy that that name that it gave me into my code, and it would just work. So, like, kind of using it for small parts of my projects uh, has been so helpful. It's crazy, and that's gonna evolve to like you're you're, you're the reg, reg, regular people are gonna be able to just write add-ons in a matter of years. You think so? Wow. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I do think so. Definitely, because wow. we're we're growing exponentially. So the more people that are going to be using this tool are going to be mm-hmm. developing even more tools, and we're going to be, true. you know, 
Yeah, that's true. I could see that. So that's for very sure. cool. Wow, that is cool. Hmm. I gotta say, Python is is uh, it's scary to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Because it's it's so far <laughs> removed from the creative stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of yeah i i kind of feel like there's there's so many other creative things i need to learn in the meantime like geometry nodes mm-hmm. like i feel like that's all oh, geometry nodes that's gonna take up most of my <laughs> learning time yeah. for the next few months uh have you have you dabbled mm-hmm. with it <clears throat> a little bit but uh you know arendelle i mm. followed his rope bridge tutorial 40 minutes i i didn't understand much. i understand some things uh mm. but i just did it once and I have kind of just put it off to the side for now yeah. uh, until I find something that's like, that's, I need to learn that because that's going to be very, very big or that's going to be something that I really need in my workflow. Yeah. Because definitely. right now I haven't, I haven't seen something that I feel is worth it because it's so much work uh, to learn. It is. Uh, geometry nodes. It is. With Definitely with the new updates as well. Yeah. It's gotten a lot harder and a lot more like uh, Houdini. So now I, mm. I this is a, my interpretation of it. Like I feel like they have just taken all the functions and then split them up to their building blocks and then just put mm. it out there. Yes. So now you have all the building blocks. You can make so much more, but mm. there's a steeper learning curve to it. Absolutely. So yeah. it's, it's going to be harder to learn. Yeah. Well, I, in in some ways, it. I mean, for starters, for those of you who followed my uh, candy jelly sugar crystal tutorial introduction to geometry nodes that i put out seven months ago hate to break it to you but that is now redundant um they have changed the geometry node system to be fields based fields um Mm -hmm. which is actually in my opinion more user-friendly because you don't have to erendale was telling me it was previously it was basically like programming you had to like say what is this thing and then you had mm-hmm. in order to use this thing you had to like yeah like basically create an entity the attributes before you could actually use the attributes so, and it was just like you create this long daisy chain which was really no different than just writing the code um yeah so the field system is you can take an output and there's like an input which is like rotation and then you can output that into a selection field and then another mm-hmm. one into a geometry and so instead of it being a one long chain is it's now a node system um it does take a little figuring out though and it is mm-hmm. i would say of the creative tools that you use in a day it's definitely one of the more uh technical technical fields oh yeah um, definitely a lot of maths invol- lot involved of maths. you have to understand like, vectors very in- intense vector? <laughs> yeah like dot product what is that i know you i got... still don't know what dot product is no idea it's when oh, I don't even know someone had someone tried to explain it to me who is like a math geek and I was like I have no idea what you just yeah. said that's <laughs> right yeah thanks I guess that. I need to get yeah. some <laughs> yeah 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 oh my god but it's uh it it re- I mean yeah it's so much better than particles um so oh for yeah that point I'm actually today recording the uh the donut tutorial series 3.0 oh right yeah, yeah that. that's right um so it's no longer particle based it's geometry nodes based uh it keeps it simple because it's a beginner tutorial but it's basically just scattering mm-hmm. it scattering the sprinkles on the donut um i asked erendale yesterday if he would create me a 
a setup that would make sprinkles fall in the background because um, I'm doing a different, it's oh. a spinning donut and I've got these sprinkles That's that I want to cool. just like kind of fall in the background. And it was Hell this yeah. whole system with like <laughs> this map, yeah. divide it by frame input. And I was like, yeah. eh, I don't think it's going to fit in a beginner tutorial. But yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy is insane. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I hope that it gets more user-friendly. Like, the thing is, is, like, in a similar way to, like, the principled shader, like, artists mm -hmm. don't want to go that into the weeds to do basic things. So I think something that Substance actually did really well is they created kind of node groups that are easy to use that do basically it compresses a whole bunch of math into something with just simple mm -hmm. sliders and then they put yeah. that into the software and it's like a, a tool that it just comes with so if you mm -hmm. want to you know you know uh what's one of them like histogram slider thing and it just like you can choose a value so instead of having to create this whole setup just to do this little yeah. thing it's like one node i kind of think that's mm -hmm. what geometry nodes will need going forward is like a scatter node because that is a really common thing you yeah. need to do scatter assets totally and it just needs right. to be something simple because currently you got to add in like a rotation euler and then you've got to add mm -hmm. in a random value to plug into the rotation to and then you have to know that it's a float value and yeah. it's using radians so you have to use tau which is six like twice pi to rotate twice <laughs> around it to plug it and I and I, yeah. I know that artists are just going to go, ugh, like, I just won't use it. Yeah, <laughs> like, because yeah. It's, it's too much. So you kind of need to make these, like, little node groups. And obviously, you know, people could make them themselves. People could sell them as packs, of course. But I kind of yeah. think it needs to be built into Blender for it to be widely adopted. Yeah, that'd be great. It would be great. It'd be really great. But I think, like, <laughs> some very basic stuff like that is the just the hair particles i guess because that's pretty easy easy to use but you can't do much stuff with it yes so i think geometry nodes is like i think a lot of people see blender as a very beginnery software a lot of beginners use it and like industry professionals they they're not they're just kind of staying away from it because like for example geometry nodes and who that houdini stuff mm -hmm. it's very advanced but mm -hmm. you like if you know it you can do a lot of stuff with it. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah. I mean, it has the potential to do very cool stuff, but then it's also going to, you can't just do the coolest stuff, but putting no effort and like having to learn it. Yes. Uh, yeah, well. definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think there's, uh, there's a need for both. Like you wouldn't want to sacrifice usability for um, prof like being professional or flexible mm -hmm. um, or vice versa. Um, you can have both, which is what I think, um, you know, all the usability improvements that Blender had with uh, 2.8 and 3.0. Yeah. Um, it still can do all of the amazing things that it used to. It's just now way more user-friendly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it is changing though. Um, the, the sort of the view that Blender is for beginners um, mm -hmm. because it is, now used in a lot of studios, especially in concept art, um, because mm -hmm. you can just build things so rapidly. But yeah, yeah, I guess animation projects are full animation projects. I mean, the most 
the studio that was using Blender entirely in Netflix just went down. <laughs> Tangent Animation. No. Yeah. The ones that made Next Gen. Next Gen, yeah. Yeah. They went bankrupt. Oh. Netflix Dang pulled it. their support for three films that they had no. in production. Yeah. Dang it. And, it, and people were like, ah, That's Netflix. But then it was like, yeah, but apparently there was a disagreement. And or I, I don't know. And also there was a rumor that they were, that Tangent had actually ch- switched from Blender to Maya midway through production, oh. which I think maybe was delaying a project. And then maybe that uh-huh. was the reason that they pulled. I don't know. But either yeah. way, they just pulled funding and they just couldn't support it and they bankrupt, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they did yeah. just release Maya and the Three, which was their one that they just finished, which looks amazing. It's incredible. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I it's out now. That. It's on, yeah, yeah. on Netflix. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a series. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the animation. I'll look uh, into that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Well, here's a question. Uh, going back to sort of learn, like self-learning versus tutorials, what sort of cadence do you follow of like, I'm going to learn a, do a tutorial and then I'm going to do a solo project. Do you try to keep it one-to-one or like, yeah, how, how do you approach it? Um, in the beginning, I was only doing tutorials um, yeah. because I knew I, I was like, I could try making a project, but I knew that I don't really have the skills to make it look good and make me like be happy with it. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I only did, yeah, for example, Ducky 3D, he make he's making an environment. I'm trying to replicate that and like make it exactly the same or maybe improve on it mm. or yeah, just picking up all these skills. And mm-hmm. then I actually noticed like, okay, I think I can do my own little thing. So the first my like the first actual project I did was I tried making a hoverboard. Okay. Um and I think that might have been just after the donut tutorial or something. I was like, okay. I gotta try gotta try making something my, my myself. But it was not I know I knew from earlier like I cannot do humans, I cannot do animation or like complex and I knew how to move something along an axis mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like keyframe that um but i knew a lot of stuff that i didn't know how to do yet so i was like okay i'm not gonna try doing any of that yet because i'm no i know i'm gonna fail on it so um i yeah i tried making a hoverboard it was the worst topology ever i think <laughs> ever um <laughs> it was kind of terrible i lit everything kind of purpley because that was cool i gotta have lighting um and I remember not knowing anything about lighting. Uh, in your tutorial, you were like putting up like three lights around the the, the donut or something. I was like, how does he know this? Like, what are the <laughs> yeah, what right. are the, the secrets? I was just moving stuff around. I was like, I guess that looks cool. Um, but mm. I I then learned to experiment. Um, a, a lot of people who are struggling with lighting, they just need, like my best tip would just be to see what happens if you move it all the way to the back or into the front or like change the brightness or like crank it up to so it comes like the whites mm-hmm. become actually white mm-hmm. um that's something you can like often a very beginner like uh renders are pretty dark mm. just like cranking up the brightness a little bit so you get all the you want to have highlights midtones and and black mm-hmm. in your in your render most of the time mm-hmm. um but after yeah i did that hoverboard project and i thought it was all right I rendered like three hours for one second of animation because I didn't know how to optimize. I had, hadn't learned that from any tutorials yet. So I was mm-hmm. like, I guess that's cool. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so then I did another tutorial, um, so some basic stuff, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I got to make something my own. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to make. And I was <laughs> like, oh, maybe I should just keep doing some tutorials. So my way of getting or like doing stuff was just looking for tutorials and like finding projects that I thought the finished results of that project that they did uh, would look cool. Mm. Um, yeah, Derek Elliott, uh, he had some cool, uh, some cool stuff and like Southern Shoddy and people who are just making full scenes from scratch that are pretty uh, beginner friendly, mm. just following that. And I think... Yeah, I, f- I think I just followed tutorials for my first like few months and maybe like doing one or two personal projects. Um, and then I had, then I quit. Um, okay. Blender, Arnold. <laughs> uh, and I, I actually don't know why, what I was doing there uh, in those five months. Uh-huh. But I was basically just not doing Blender at all and just doing other stuff because um, I kind of lost interest. Uh, I was only like following tutorials and I, I wasn't really finding it enjoyable anymore. But then um, one day I was walking up the stairs. All oh, right. Yeah. I followed that, uh, the tutorial by Peter friends on Spider-Man. Mm. Um, I did another uh, corridor guy. Yeah. 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 He's, he's on, on, on corridor, but yeah, he did this video on how to make, how to, how to animate Spider-Man. I was like, because you know, the, the cake day animation that he did. Uh-huh, yeah, I was yeah. so amazed by that when I watched watched that for the first time. Um, so I was like, "Who did this thing? Like, like what? That's that's not a quarter video, right? Like that's that's some very cool stuff." So I just started mm. searching, and then I came across Peter Francis' page, and he, he, like for ten dollars, you get you get the the Spider Man model and a full on tutorial on everything. Wow! So I just put myself into that, did some janky animations that I still thought looked pretty cool. <laughs> and like some renders and yeah because that model was so good i was like i'm making cool renders and i was getting motivated by seeing cool results even mm. though those were just downloaded models yeah um but yeah, yeah that was before i kind of just quit but yeah um after those five months i got a dm on instagram um from some people uh who were making a short film and they had seen it was a spider-man short film and they had seen one of my animations and were like you want to work on this? I'm like, what? I can I can work on projects on like 3D projects and and make like maybe money off of that. Um, so that was really cool. But yeah, I opened up Blender again after forever and started messing around again. I ended up not doing that project. But if those guys would not have had reached out to me, I might not have picked up Blender again. Wow. So that no made way. so I opened up that old that old file and started messing around. And I saw that tutorial by Derek Elliott. Uh, it was like a car uh, turning into like moss or something. And I thought okay. that was very cool. So I watched that, did the whole tutorial and like uh, uh, light in my bed, just looking at the screen, every tile rendering. I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I couldn't sleep and I <laughs> waited the whole like night to for it to render. I was like, it's done. I got to put it into After Effects and, and see how it looks. And wow. it looked very cool. So that I posted that awesome. to Instagram and people thought it was cool. So I was like, oh, people think my stuff is cool as well. Um, so that kind of got me motivated to start trying other stuff. That's interesting. So you 
what was it do you think that um that made you go from losing motivation so what so you finished the spider spider-man tutorial um Mm -hmm. you obviously had inspiration before that and then you lost it somewhere do what what was it that made you lose it hmm that's that that area is that area is kind of uh i don't i don't really know i think i i did that spider-man project and um i didn't really know what to do next so i kind of just returned to um tutorials um but i was not really able to create something cool um off of that so i felt like i was not accomplishing stuff after that so that's Mm kind of what got me demotivated again but a thing that got me motivated again after i posted that car um that turned into moss uh, like i that was i still think that's a very good render like i Mm -hmm. i took everything from the tutorial because the tutorial was good and then uh, because the finished result also looked good on my part, I think. Um, mm. People liked that, and I got likes on Instagram. And as you were talking about before, like getting recognized and getting attention, mm-hmm. uh, it's also something that you can get you motivated. Even though it might not be the the healthiest way, that's still a way you can uh, get motivation. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's hugely valuable. Um, I'm actually just trying to find your uh, your animation now. Yeah, it just it just scrolled down a little bit, <laughs> or quite a bit. I think quite you a bit. Know, My know. goodness, you've got it's an endless <laughs> uh, endless stream of stuff. Okay, you got some Lego. I think I'm in the Lego field. There's a grass oh, yeah? field. You're you're closing in. Yeah, you can see some Lego of the, Lego car. I think like some of the. Oh yeah, yeah. A southern shoddy ball, maybe a little claymation southern, ball. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Spider-Man animation. Have I gone too far? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, hey. I, but no, I think I did something like that afterwards. Did okay. Find it? You don't. Oh, you don't. Was the first your first thing you ever posted? I th- I found. Yeah, your, no, I also okay. had some after I found you at your car. Oh, there it is. Okay, from ninety-four weeks ago, which is roughly two yeah. years. There you go. Dude, yeah. crazy. So you yeah. you had this. You you were doing the Spider-Man thing, and then you just kind of thought, I don't know, doesn't scratch the edge for me anymore. It's not really, mm-hmm. uh, it's not serving much purpose. Then you got that message out of the blue: somebody's making mm-hmm. a short film, and yeah. maybe that validated still the skill set it. to you. Sorry. Maybe that that validated that you had some sort of skill mm-hmm. that you yeah that was definitely just, that people enjoyed, and then you were like, yeah. all right. Now, did you do that? Did you was it a paid job or anything? Or it wasn't a paid job. Uh, okay. I was taking it very seriously. It was only like a few guys, like a passion project. They didn't have an, any budget or anything. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they One wanted me to do fifty animations of Spider Man, and I was like, Whoa. "What? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, like, <"Nope." laughs> yeah, <For> free? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then uh, the car, and then you got some some followers. You got some, some mm-hmm. likes and yeah. uh, and then it just sort of went from there. That's incredible, man. That's great. Yeah. Good for you. So I think, I th- yeah, I think what, what kind of started it after that, uh, I saw that major laser video. Uh, mm. You've probably seen it, uh, like yeah. the dancing people on mocap. Yes. I thought that was very cool. Yes. So I was, I was working on an old iMac Air or something from the freaking Stone Ages. 
and I was rendering, I think, like, three minutes per frame on just this blank dude dancing behind wow. a very black, like, yeah, so it was very hard to render, but I didn't want to do it Wait, in Wait, you've been doing because... everything, like, even the Spider-Man stuff on that iMac Air? Um, not all of it. Um, so, yeah, my parents are divorced, so on... I have on my dad's side, I, I think I was working on a 2070. And okay. when I was at my mom's, I was working on this um, this iMac Air. I think I did. Yeah. And then I upgraded that to uh, uh, an iMac, an iMac 2013. Okay. It was barely better, I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, I did so many <laughs> projects on that iMac Air. It's destroyed almost. Like I tried opening that thing. It took like maybe five minutes to load, uh, just get into um, my profile. Like I see all the little icons just bleeping up one by one. Oh. Um, I still can't imagine how I was able to render all those projects, but I think yeah, just optimizing it. Yeah. Like the Star Wars thing where, where the, the the Falcon is flying through the air. Yeah. It looks very high um, fidelity and like production-y, I think. Uh, but when you think about it, it was very easy to render. It's, the sky is one hdri so light has to hit from the hdri hit the um the, the spacecraft and then bounce back up and that's all the bounce calculation mm. that needs to be done yeah 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 so I yeah, think optimizing my scenes or like um designing my projects around what gear i had to mm. still make it look good that that is something that i think is uh I'll, you hear it a lot actually from a lot of you know, amazing artists is they all started on janky gear nobody <laughs> like almost no artist i know like their story starts with well my parents are rich so they got me for my computer my you know first computer a 3090 blah 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 um and then i just thought i'll start rendering no it's it's always yeah. like you know i was poor my parents had, like i think i was talking to um uh Eflam mercia he said that he, uh, or maybe it was Jama Jurek, babe. But he said that he he basically went somewhere without internet connection for like a, I, a year or something, and brought like a bunch of DVDs uh -huh. of training, like Noman training. <laughs> yeah. And then just that's so cool. That's all he could do, and it was uh, <laughs> just had to do something. So he, he just had to do that. Didn't have like video games or anything. So he just started yeah. learning from that's DVDs, crazy. which is nuts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, I'm I'm thinking about that. Like me having Google and like our generation being able to just search up anything really yeah. is uh, it's huge. such uh, a nice thing to be able to do if you're going to learn something. Because like back in the day, you had to like yeah go to libraries and like find old books on like manuals and how to use software and stuff like that it just seems like yeah. so much work compared yeah, to now. We, t we take it for granted, but like, yeah, yeah, all the time when I'm working on a project in Blender, I'll have like a question. I'm like, ah, how do I do the... Why is that yeah. thing not working? And I just Google it and I find the answer within a couple mm -hmm. of minutes. And if you think about it, if yeah. you didn't have Google, you could maybe spend an entire day trying to find an answer or longer. Mm -hmm. maybe, I mean, yeah. I used to spend sometimes weeks trying to find solutions to problems. Um, yeah. And actually, I, I did a little, um, I think I talked about it before, but a brief guest tutoring in a prison nearby where they were learning Whoa. Blender. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A maximum security prison. Some <laughs> some <awesome>. murderers <laughs> and drug dealers and everything, but there are some of them are learning Blender. And um Hell yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, but 
uh, obviously there's no internet connection at a prison because right you can't yeah have a connection when you could be asking your friends to bail you out of jail someday <laughs> so uh they they're using basically the oldest hardware as well just like donated mm -hmm. like ex-government oh, right. yeah. computers or something that they <laughs> were gonna throw away and they're like instead of putting it in a landfill why not give it to the prisoners and <laughs> they're in a room with no air conditioning in a shed in australia and so they turn the lights off as well to keep it cooler and so i'm in this room it's just it's dark and there's just this like field of guys just wearing like green fatigue like shirts almost i don't know why it's all green Damn. and they're, they're all just like looking at me to like learn blender and i'm like this is the weirdest thing um <laughs> yeah. but they, then it was like question time and they had they brought out this like folded up piece of paper of like all the questions that they've accrued that they wanted to ask oh. me and Damn. some of the questions were just i felt so bad because if they had an internet connection they would have found the answer in one minute <laughs> right but yeah. this was from a project from three months ago that they didn't have an answer to you know so and, they write, um, so they collected all of it. They collected uh, all these questions. Then you came yeah. as the Google. Yeah, that's I was cool. the Google. That's right. Um, they they did. So there's these two women that run this uh, agency that have this because it was a pretty unique situation that they're learning Blender. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they have an internet connection, but I think it's on. I don't know if it's on in the room with them. I don't think it is. I think they have to leave. And then they, they can mm -hmm. bring a USB stick back in there. So they that's how they'd watched my um, videos. So they all knew me from watching right. USB saved <laughs> videos. Um, and I think a lot of the questions that they would ask uh, the girls would just, they would probably go home and Google it and just couldn't, like they couldn't relay that information back in a way that they could understand. So it was just, uh, it was a struggle. But good thing about prison, you got a lot of spare time. Yeah. So they were just <laughs> yeah, right. like when they hit a, a mm -hmm. roadblock with that one, they just start another project and like they were oh. making, they made a rap video for like an actual, like Bliss and Esso, a pretty big uh, group in oh, Australia. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Pretty insane. But uh, anyways, that's a whole side thing. So yeah. Anyway, the, the whole uh, having an internet connection is uh, yeah. Just the, the resources available today is insane. Mm -hmm. um, totally yeah <laughs> it was a long spiel um one wait i i know you've got to uh what time is it there by the way it's oh oh 37 so i i got a little time left but uh wow yeah. it's getting we'll late wrap... yeah let's yeah. wrap it up okay well one hey one... i'm doing a freaking podcast with blender guru himself <laughs> <laughs> cool all right well but still i'll try not to consume too much of your your sleep schedule um what curriculum would you suggest new beginners follow today? Let's say they've watched the donut tutorial. They've got some mm -hmm. core basics, but knowing what you have known and, and learned, what advice, maybe not a curriculum, what advice would you give those people? Um, honestly, the main thing is just learn how to Google because I get daily questions that I'm like, I don't want to be rude, but like, have you Googled? And they're like, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> just just stuff that you you definitely can't find but like some people don't really know how to find that information or they they like they, mm. they don't know that that is available out there I agree. so learn how to google and make that like get a freaking monitor for google like that's how how important it is so you can just google anything right away because yeah. that's that's a you're getting an extension of your brain you're being able to like assemble all this knowledge by just mm. typing with your fingers yeah. um so that's a way you can learn fast yeah. and um then it depends on i mean i learned because i had a lot of time and i was very very motivated because it was all so new to me mm. um so it, like if you're my age and is trying to start right now it's going to be a lot harder because you don't have that same time to um like if you're 12 if you're 12 and listening that's so cool uh and like go go start now because you won't have the the same i still have a lot of free time i guess i'm not going to have that in the future but Mm. yeah there's a a big difference so putting a lot of time uh, into it and also making it fun and Mm. um like I notice when I when I'm I'm trying to find new projects and I'm just browsing Pinterest. That's the best thing to do to find projects in my uh, like inspiration. I'm just browsing Pinterest, mm, I agree. Uh, like searching up Pinterest concept art, un- and then I just go down. Tool. Definitely, it's so good. Yeah, a lot of people just look at Pinterest and they see like homes for the first time or like decoration or yeah, random yeah, stuff. You know, cakes, wedding and dresses. They're like, uh, what's a this? lot of a lot of weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you just gotta find something cool in the beginning, and then you you will be able to just find anything after you have done that because their yeah, their algorithm is amazing. Their AI like image uh, identifying script or something is second yeah. to none. Like you can click on an image that is close to what you want, knowing that it's gonna mm-hmm. read the contents of that image, and not mm-hmm. just throw like like oh like you like that color because it's blue it's like no it's reading and going like it's a room in a cabin in a forest so Mm -hmm. show more stuff that's in a cabin in a forest and then you click another one that's kind of foggy and then it goes he wants foggy cabin in Mm -hmm. a forest thing and within like three clicks you found the exact you know inspiration you need it's incredible it's really good yeah but yeah when i'm browsing pinterest and um looking for projects sometimes i see something that looks cool and i'm like that's cool i might make that but there's not that spark inside me but Mm. when i'm i might be just walking on the street and like seeing something or browsing pinterest and i'm like oh i want to make that i need to make that like there's a you you really notice it when that happens Mm. um yeah so i don't know how to get that spark like yeah i i haven't figured that out yeah. So like I can't just say get inspiration or get motivated, but that's mm-hmm. a big try to figure that out. However, you do it the best. I, um, I think part of that is also step. having some successes in your belt uh, gives mm-hmm. you the feeling totally. that you can do it. Because yeah. I think a lot of people once had the spark or like oh, it'd be so cool if I could make a mm-hmm. like you're walking down a dusty street at night and you're like oh this looks kind of cool I could make this yeah. but then they try it and then they fail and then they mm-hmm. maybe have that... another inspiration spark and then they try it and then they fail and, they and then they feel then they they say I'm demotivated I just I just don't have the the motivation to learn blender it could be because yeah. you you just haven't had some 
successes that makes you feel like it is possible. Um, yeah, that's uh, that yeah. bring me brings me on to yeah my next tip that would be set goals and projects that you know that you can c- accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe even just making something or you got you have to balance uh, creating something new that you are excited to create um, with that of you have to be able to accomplish it because accomplishing projects is one of the most important steps to getting another project and getting even more uh, inspiration. Um, so making, yeah, taking small steps while also, it's a very fine line to walk in, but you just got to find that uh, that way to walk forward and um, keep doing cool stuff while also not getting demotivated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I hope was that was something helpful was to some people. But, oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, man, it's it's right on my it's right on my tongue. Um, yes, this one is this is something uh, that is really important, and that's to be done with a project when you are happy with a product project. Yeah. Because I see so many people that are giving up after maybe putting maybe putting two days into something and thinking I've spent so much work it's becoming annoying at this point mm. um, and they give up yes. and giving up you just get demotivated and when uh, when i did the once upon a time in hollywood mm. that shot looked i man i wish i could just pull that image up um how it looked like after that first the first two days of working on it um, the lighting was kind of crap but the main thing was the the concrete floor because of like it was very like concrete floors. They are when you render that, that's just mush, like from mm. that far away. Yeah. Um. So yeah, stuff like I was just not happy with it. It looked flat. It looked boring. And I got uh, yeah. I didn't want to work on it. But as I knew from every other project I've done, I know that if I just spend a, like double the time on it, it's gonna look very cool, and I'm gonna be very happy with it. Mm. And that's so worth it. Yeah. And you kind of just have to experience that to know because you have because I if I if that was the first time first time I was making a project if I even had if I if I had the skills that I had when I was making that project but I I didn't know this thing that you need to work on something a lot um mm. to make it look good. Mm-hmm. I would have just given up. Um but knowing um that you need to put time into it and I like I feel like I'm going on a on a ramble here but um put time um man, what am i saying put time um into the project um to make it look good like if you're just putting um said amount of work and it's not looking good then that project needs more time mm-hmm. um, yeah that's right yeah I, I mean maybe it's 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 an expectation thing it's it's you mm-hmm. you came into it expecting that this was going to be done and it's not yeah and I think that's that's mm-hmm. totally normal. Like I think, like looking back on some of my earliest forum posts and blog articles on Blender, I was talking about how hard it is to set deadlines because you never know how long something's going to take. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the comments was like, "You're just inexperienced," which is true. Looking yeah. back on it, I, it's right. like you don't know how long something is going to take because you haven't experienced enough projects, so you can't realistically set deadlines. Um, even, mm-hmm. you know, I, I work with a team of 30 people at the moment and like some of them are like engineers that have been 
working for over a decade and they still some of them will set really terrible deadlines they'll go like <laughs> oh we can do that in a week and it ends up taking three months yeah. and it's like how did that happen and it's it's yeah. <laughs> then you got to get a project manager um that mm -hmm. is literally it's their job to have daily conversations with people and say how long is this task yeah. going to take break that task down into these little settings into these these steps mm -hmm. and then meet up the next day and go did you do what you said you were going to do okay so we got to set like all right, so now the project has yeah. doubled in scale because if that thing has failed, you thought it was going to take a day. Now you think it's going to take three. That means the other steps, there's so many unknown variables we have to predict it's going to take three times as long. But anyways, now I know, like if I was to create, like, I don't know, if we just threw a scene at me and said like, you know, create a city block urban environment or something. Mm -hmm. Cameras down at camera levels, similar to what you did in your short film. Yeah. I could yeah. say, you know, based on experience, it could take, if I just spent eight hours a day on it, I could get something realistic-ish in like one or two, but to get it like mm -hmm. polished, it might take another week after that. And then yeah. here's the other thing. I haven't made one of those scenes before. Maybe I, I did years mm -hmm. ago. I failed at it perhaps. So there's an yeah. unknown buffer in there of like, mm -hmm let's say double time, it could take another two weeks beyond that. And here's another thing I've learned. Anytime you involve an animation, double it again. <laughs> because <laughs> animation means it's moving, which means your perception of realism is like the bar is now much higher. Then also yeah. you have rendering times. It now has to look good mm -hmm. on every frame, not just one. So it's actually, yeah. it's, it's usually even more than double time. It's three times. And then another one, if there is a simulation, smoke, fire, liquid, add 10x. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because that simulations. simulations are slow and it just takes so many extra weeks of like trying out a sim, try again, try again, try again, try again, that I, I've yeah. just learned to do that. So to a new artist who is like getting demotivated, they just have the wrong expectations of time. And it's just... I don't know what you could say, but understanding that you'll get better at setting expectations. And the fact that you didn't finish that film in one week, like you thought you were, is okay. It It's not a fault with your learning slow. It's a fault with maybe just your expectation. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone also seeing that something is looking bad um, will get them demotivated. If I, Yeah, for that city shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting in my Discord server with a lot of other people just working on that um, for for a week, I think, just that city environment. And really? For like, yeah, for, for the five days that I was, like everything for except like the last day, it was looking like shit and I was getting demotivated and everything was, was bad. I didn't have any detail. The color palette was not working and all of that stuff. I was just trying to figure out because you need, you need all so much detail because... I've done the city shots before, but those have been really close to the car. I have I've animated them to not have to do any city work at all. They're just like literally Ian Hubert image planes for uh -huh. the city. It usually looks good, but for this, I especially wanted people to see the city environment. Mm. Um, but you need, yeah, you need to put so much time into all of that. Um, so at the last day, when you added all the details, that's when it actually looked good. 
and that's when I got my motivation back. All yes. you, you kind of get, you, you get this dip like that, and then it goes up like this yes. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just you have to like, okay, I I just you have to trust yourself that I need to just go through this because I know in the in the end it's gonna be worth it. That's that's so true. There's a I, I can't remember what it's called, but you see it sometimes floating around. It's like maybe it's for startups or business or something, but it's like starting a new project. It's like your excitement is like skyrocketed. So it's mm -hmm. like if the yeah the y axis is uh like motivation. <laughs> it's like what. Right. this is gonna be amazing mm -hmm. and then yeah. it's uh it realization sets in of like how mm -hmm. many problems there are and then you get like a momentary yeah. boost and then you realize you've done it the wrong way and then it's like plummeting even lower yeah. and then <laughs> and then it's like months and months later and you you've now got success but you're like skeptical of your own success and your confidence is still <laughs> but then eventually it's like then you, your motivation rises and I think on a yeah. smaller scale that can happen for like individual art pieces because you get so excited mm -hmm. at the start and then totally. the real work begins of like turning that around yeah. to something that's that's good. Yeah. yeah, especially with big scenes I've learned because you got you to gotta block everything out. You do, I start out with just cubes everywhere to get the block out of this the, the, the city. And as soon as I put textures on that, it looks awful because <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. really makes sense i'm like oh what am i doing and then i put up neon signs because i need to get that like excitement up but that yes, still looks that's so true because it doesn't make sense yes. uh, yeah because you always try to add stuff that you know uh, you, like you you have these kind of um like in a video game you have these effects or these uh, like powers you can add every once in a while um mm. that's gonna like give you motivation in this case yes um so like when uh, the first step when you put the texture on on the block out it just looks like poop, you 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 add the one of those um, little effects and for example neon signs because you know that's gonna make it look cool or like depth of field because <laughs> that's gonna hide the problems or motion blur, yeah. you just throw all that at it and like this is not gonna work I'm just gonna have to, you just go through it foot by foot doing all the stuff and then in the end it's gonna look good. That's that, what you I'd just say said. Then I think is really important. I, I didn't even realize I do it as well. Like, you, you know that there are certain things that will give you that hit of uh, yeah, whatever mm -hmm. whatever it's called when your brain is like, <laughs> woo. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and if you don't, like, yeah, because projects can be demotivating and it's like, it's a hard slog to go through those mm -hmm. like dark periods where nothing is working. Yeah. And you, you start to feel that like, oh, I'm going to lose it. And then you just yeah. like, all right, I'll add that light that I've been needing to add so that you get the yeah. dappled light through the tree. And then you go like, oh, mm -hmm. I think I can see the nice. light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I feel yeah. like I could get there. Totally. Um, yeah. But I think, I think also, I remember at the start, I was doing a lot of, uh, what would you call it? But like burying in like... Oh, I need to add glare. That's why it's not looking good. I need to add chromatic aberration. <laughs> like far too Man. much, um, uh, no substance. It's all just like top level surface crap. Right. That just kind of buries yeah, the, the actual foundation. Man, I had, I had a story. I have a story. Um, one day, uh, I just got this, this vision of a shot. This was like way back, uh, or not way back, but it was, um, I, I was still a little noob. Um, but I, I had created some cool shots 
and I got this idea of like this really cinematic shot with like depth and you're like a lot of depth of field and you see a, a, an egg like crackling and it's going to be like a dinosaur coming out and like all this stuff in the foreground. I could just see it so clearly. And then I put like an hour of work into it. It looks so awful. And I'm like, it's it's fine. And then I add the shit stuff like the the um, what would you call it? things to make me motivated again i'm just gonna fix it in post so yeah. i had a lens flare <laughs> to the grass and like yeah that's gonna work and it just looks so awful and i was like mm. should have put more time Bail. into it yeah, yeah that's right. right that's right but that's that's important because then you realize like your next mm -hmm. project you know that like adding glare can kind of hide the problems uh that you that yeah. you need to identify so adding that too early can be you know a negative mm -hmm. um yeah. but again it can also be a, a quick win if you need some sort of motivational boost to feel like you're getting somewhere totally add yeah. that cool lighting throw on that grunge texture all that yeah that short that short short-term stuff um mm -hmm. but yeah man i feel like we could talk for hours that was that was fun talking um, yeah definitely where, i need where... to say one last thing go for it one go last for tip it. do it if you have a ground add trash to it yeah that would be my last thing <laughs> i have had so many uh just grounds yeah, and asphalt and concrete just looking ass looking so bad but when you add like pebbles and actual 3d geometry on that or like maybe having an image texture that's um a grunge from like textures.com and like putting it really close to the asphalt so it kind of looks like there's some imperfection or irregularities mm. in the texture Mm. Uh, and trash modeling some low poly trash scatter that on and it makes the biggest difference really hmm. yeah that'd be my last tip that's interesting wow yeah for for uh what like an urban scene i, I imagine for a city blank a city scene yeah for yeah. literally any any flat surface or maybe maybe not white walls that are annoying because there are literally just white walls but like <laughs> if you look at your wall there you see like these little strips of stuff i maybe that like the, the cables or like the little hinges and things and yes. lines yes just add i love adding that that's something yeah. i also tell just adding little small stuff uh like adding an edge loop and then extruding it a tiny bit so you get a tad bit of shadow doesn't mm -hmm. have to make sense at all um but you get that like sense of like maybe that's some molding thing or maybe that's uh, you know just you get to imagine that in, in the viewer's brain but right right yeah, I think yeah. a uh, someone like Jama Jurabave would say something like it's it's the recognizing the shapes, the the, the shape information mm -hmm. and the sizing, the big, medium, and small right. shapes, which is coincidentally his company name, Big Medium Small. Um, All right. Yeah. For for that reason, maybe. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe the reason the shot the shot doesn't work is because it's looking too simple. Um, you your eye isn't picking up those those small shapes that it's used to seeing you won't be able to identify it unless you're aware that those small shapes mm -hmm. are missing so yeah little imperfections little bits of trash um mm -hmm. can, can go a long way yeah that's important definitely yeah awesome where, where can people find you william um promote yourself I got a youtube okay <laughs> i got the youtube uh william langren instagram Langren William, um, the Patreon. Um, you can just search William Langren. Um, yeah, we talked about that. And uh, I also have a Gumroad where I post 
I post assets on on Gumroad and Blender Market. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one on Blender Market, and but I put all of that in, into the Patreon. So mm-hmm. like I might sell something for ten dollars on on Gumroad, but it's going to be up for the same price on Patreon. So if you want to get everything, Patreon would be, be would be the the thing, and also a great way to support. But, Excellent. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, I'll put links to everything we've discussed in the show notes. Um, I'll try and um, yeah put the links to everything. Ducky 3D, Ian Hubert, Derek Elliott. I've just written a few notes mm-hmm. as we were talking. Um, and mm-hmm. I'll put all your links to uh, your Patreon, Instagram, and uh, YouTube as well so people can find it. Thanks. Um, that's cool, man. Are you And you're on Twitter as well, so I'll include that. Do you use I that am much? on Twitter, yeah. Uh, I do at times, but mainly the Instagram stories is where I'm the most active. Ah, interesting. All right, I'll have to yeah. follow you there. Incredible. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, your next steps over the next few years. Um, thanks. But uh, thanks for talking. Great to have yeah, you on the show. Yeah, it was very fun. Yeah. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> thanks.